Believe it or not, the Bible has a lot to say, and its author, God, has a lot to say about every single piece of our lives. And a lot of times we say, hey, God wants to talk to us about current things that are going on in our lives. We think, what? Isn't the Bible like super old? Well, it may have been given to us thousands of years ago, but it is eternal. It is alive. It is living. It is not dead, old, and dusty. It is alive, it is eternal, and it is powerful for right now. And so when we say the Bible does address things like Instagram and Facebook and social media and suicide and sex and all these things, it's true. God has already in his existence and in his eternal wisdom addressed everything we'll ever face. Now, does the Bible have the word Instagram in it? No, all right, it does not. Does it have the word Facebook? Does it talk about the internet? No, you can search all day long, but it addresses what the internet has brought to our generation and our culture. It addresses the hurdles that we have got to get over, the mountains that are in front of us that we've got to learn to climb. God has addressed everything. And in fact, God says way long ago, there's actually nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. Like, internet's new. Okay, it might be have a, a different packaging. It might have a different bow. It might have different paper, but the issues are still the same that humanity has always dealt with the very same issues. And tonight what we talk about in the idea of social media, things like Instagram and Vine and Facebook and old school MySpace. You guys ever hear of MySpace? Yeah. A few of you are like, oh yeah, like, okay, it was cool. Um, guys, there was a time in which there were no computers. There was a time in which, now you think like, whoa, was that a long time ago? It wasn't actually. And you know that not that long ago, there were no cell phones. There were things, <laughs> you're like, no way, I swore Jesus had a cell phone. No, he had a pager, all right? Um, no, he probably had everything. Yeah, he, he could call down legions of angels, right? But tonight what we talk about in the issue of social media, and I am tempted, trust me, I have my own war going on with social media and the internet and I'm tempted to tell you it's all evil, it's all wicked, it's all bad, but it's not. The internet in and of itself, it's like a rock, a light bulb, a telephone pole, a bag of concrete, a pencil, a piece of paper. It's an inanimate object. It just sits there for us to use. Some things we use in a way that promotes life and that more abundantly. And some things we use to promote death and destruction. Unfortunately, sometimes our own. We take the responsibilities and the freedoms and the blessings of God and we allow it to become a thorn or a cancer that eats away at what God wants to do in our lives. And so we're talking about very real things, but they're age-old issues that our hearts have constantly been dealing with since the day you were born and it will continue on until the day you die. The issues tonight are not just Instagram, Vine, Facebook, uh, and whatever else might come next or has gone before. The issues of the heart are this longing, a deep longing for acceptance, for truth, for community, for fellowship, for family. It's huge, and it has always been there. And every time there's a need, Satan is very quick to bring a false representation of the answer, always. And I want to warn you, most of you have that false representation in front of your face a lot. It's the internet. It's not always bad. 
but how are we using it? What are we looking to it for? Is that where we find our acceptance? Is that where we find our hope? Is that where we find our friends whom we have never met? Let's pray, all right? Father God, Lord, tonight, as we've gathered together, Lord, in this evening, I don't know if we need to, but we present it to you, God, and ask that you'd speak to us. Father, that in the whirlwind and the chaos of life and the things that just don't seem to make sense, and Lord, the desperation of the deep, dark spots of our hearts, Father, pray that you'd speak to us. God, that you would bring light where there is none. Father, that you'd begin to give hope to the hopeless. You'd heal the brokenhearted. God, tonight, that you would loosen the grip that this world may have on us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Cool. When we talk about Instagram and Facebook and social media and all of these different things, uh, how many of you guys have one or both of these two going on, right? They're the, the most prevalent version, though there's all kinds of different uh, forms of media these days. How many of you guys have, like, right, you're like, oh, I'm an Instagrammer, I got one. How many of you guys, okay. How, why are you ashamed? You're like, I kind of do. I have one. I have two and a half. Yeah, I have two and a half. Like, um, a half. We help, we co-run the junior high one, right? How many of you guys got a Facebook? You're like, I got a Facebook. Okay. A bunch of you guys. How many of you guys are like, ah, Facebook's dying and I'm going to let it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, which only means something else bigger, better, and greater is going to come along. Although I have no clue what that's going to be. But there's this constant pull. You guys ever been to a restaurant and you've seen, you're like, yes, I, let me finish my question. All right. <laughs> I know you've been to a restaurant. I, I do believe that about you. But you've been to a restaurant only to see a family sitting in the booth and all of them are staring at a phone or an iPad. You guys ever seen that? Oh, man. Every day. All right. That was a lively reaction. Well, it makes sense. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep, please pass the salt. At least he said please. No, I get in trouble all the time. Rochelle and I or my wife or my family, we'll go out to eat somewhere and I'm sitting there and maybe it's because I grew up in a broken home and there was that lack of acceptance and time together and the burden of providing that my mom had to carry and different things, but I really value our time together. And so we'll be sitting there wherever, uh, corner bakery or we go to in and out and I sit there and my wife can tell instantly what's going on behind her, Right. There's a family sitting there, and they're all like, doo, 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 doo. there's a little kid with his big fat iPad watching cars for the 1900th time. Uh, the parents are just updating, look what I ate, click, like, who, who cares? I don't care what you, I, honestly, I'll tell you right now, I do not care what you had for lunch. I, I don't. I care what I had for lunch. Uh, that's why I want you to know about it, right? We all want everyone to know about what we are doing. That is the current culture that we are in. Six years ago, it was a lot different. But where you're living right now, we don't care what anyone else is doing. We want everyone to care about what we are doing. And that is the platform that social media has presented to us. It's incredible. When we talk about social media and this ability to promote ourselves, our lives, our opinions, our thoughts, it has taken us by the throat, so to say, 
It is incredible. It is not a respecter of income. It is not a respecter of education. It is not a respecter of city lines. It is not a respecter of age, meaning this. Rich people and poor people are both on Instagram. Rich people and poor people are both on Facebook. Whether you live in a really high-class place or a really low-class place, they're all on it. Whether you're a high school dropout or you have your master's degree in five different subjects, There's this one common thread that you see as you begin to read different statistics and studies that Harvard and Yale and USC are doing that everyone is on the same page when it comes to social media. You don't have to be rich to tell people your story. You don't have to be poor to have one. Everyone's on it. It's amazing. There are currently over 33 million people on Instagram alone. 33 million people. People And that's like, what the heck? I can't even think how much that is for it at all. I can't begin to imagine it. And yet that's a small, a tiny number, 33 million on Instagram. There's over 500 million users on Facebook. And that's as of last year. It's probably close to 600 million today. That is a lot of people trying to say something. The question is, why? Why do this many people feel so strong, have this incredible desire to be heard. It's 93%. We're talking about you guys tonight, so we'll hit it up. 93% of people your age, between 12 and 18, are on the internet. You guys get on the internet. It is a daily, if not hourly, thing for you. And of the 93%, it's 73%, I believe, that are on something like Instagram, or Facebook. 73%. That means only you guys are not. Everyone else is. I think you're the weird ones. Now, I'm not saying you, okay? But all of them... Now, have you guys ever been the one that got the phone last? Like, all your friends had a phone, your parents made you wait longer? I still don't have a phone, right? Praise the Lord. You guys feel like the odd man out? Or did you like, gosh, I feel like a weirdo. I'm... I'm not accepted. Do you know why? Because look it, isn't this what happens? Everyone's like this, and you're the only one looking at real life. Look it, look it. Everyone else is busy looking at everyone else's life. You're the only one living yours. No, I'm not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, hey, I'm not. Gosh. But isn't it weird that if the majority of people say, this is cool, then they must be right? Well, we say, no, but you just agreed, yes. If the majority of people have something and say, this is cool, and you don't have it, then by default, you're not cool. Says who? Says, honestly, says who? All the strangers that have their face buried in phones and computers, they get to make your life's worth? Their opinion matters. And we're finally cool enough to get one only to seek their acceptance through that device we didn't have. Guys, it's the Lord. It is Jesus Christ who has loved you with an everlasting love. It is Jesus Christ who since the beginning of time has foreordained a plan for your life. It is Jesus Christ who has called you out of darkness and the Bible says into a marvelous light. 
It is Jesus Christ who went to the cross for you. It is Jesus Christ who offers salvation. It is Jesus Christ who gave everything. And yet we base so much of our life's worth on our latest Instagram pic or a status update. And it's wrong. You are robbing yourselves of the joy that God desires to give if you're looking to the world for acceptance because you'll never get it. God says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. We are created, look, we are created to be social people. Okay, it's true. We are created to be social people, all right? Anybody like the feeling of loneliness? You like feeling alone and scared and isolated and hopeless and it's like, right, no, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that, liar, right? None of us do. Even if we like to be alone, I'll, I'll be honest, I like to be alone. I am, I'm a person who likes, I enjoy, I can live in the mountains for two weeks and not feel weird. Um, I like being alone. I used to like surfing because I was alone. I, I'm fine with that. But I never liked loneliness. Don't confuse the two. Just because you're like, oh, I like being alone at the skate park. Or I like being alone at the batting cages. Or I like being alone doing my homework. That's, that's fine. But no one likes loneliness. They're two very different things. We're created to be social. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image, in his own likeness, in his own similarity. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Where are the men at in this room? At least your hands went up, right? I didn't say where are the warriors or where are the, the, oh yeah, okay. Gentlemen, he created you a man. I created them male and female. If there's one thing you know for sure, you're created to be a man in the image of God. Is God all powerful? Yeah, he is. Were you created to make a, make a mark in your generation, in your culture? Big time. Jesus said, look at I have all authority. Now go and make disciples. You're called to lead a home one day, right now to lead a group of friends, to lead your life and to follow Jesus. Ladies, where are the ladies at? Uh-huh. Girls are always louder. That doesn't mean anything. That's just the way it is. Uh, plus, they had the warning, right? Ladies. Ladies. The Bible says that God created them male and he created them female. You are beautifully perfect exactly who you are when you are in Christ. You step outside of Christ and you are subject to being riddled by the opinions of the world. But when you are in Christ, you are exactly, perfectly, beautifully where God wants you to be. Don't step outside of it. It is a dangerous place to be. When you begin to look to other people for acceptance and opinions and suggestions and answers, you will get a lot of them. When you look to Jesus, you will get a love that this world cannot even emulate, not for a moment. Jesus came to earth, right, to seek and to save the lost. He didn't build a big, huge castle on top of a hill that no one could climb to. He came in our likeness, in complete humility. The king humbled himself put himself beneath the influence of angels and he came in the presence and in the image of mankind to seek and to save that which is lost. 
We are created to be social. We're created in the image of God. He called the disciples, right? Jesus didn't just walk around or get carried in his chariot or ride an elephant into town, right? He, what happened? He went and he called 12 guys. I want to hang out with you. I want to talk with you. I want to go on a really long camping trip with you. And I want to share everything I can with you. We were never created to be alone. Well, then where does loneliness come from? When we have stepped outside of God's presence. When we begin to look to the world, and I'll tell you right now, how do we begin to look to the world? What does that look like? Most often for us, it's beginning to be the window of an iPad, the window of a computer, the window of an Android or some kind of smartphone that we're beginning to look out and wonder, do you like me? Am I cool? Is this right? Can I ask you something? Who cares what they think? They didn't die for you. They didn't come to rescue you. They didn't come to seek and save that which was lost. They didn't create you. They didn't have these brilliant, incredible plans that your eye has never seen and your ear has never heard and your mind has never thought of. It's never dreamt of the things that God has in store for you. Their opinion to be totally honest, doesn't matter. It's Jesus Christ that matters. Hebrews chapter 10, it's in the New Testament, starting at verse 24, it says, let us consider one another, not exalt ourselves, let us consider the person next to us, those that are around us, in order to stir up love and good works. Here we go, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Don't stop getting together in a group of people bound by the blood of Jesus. Don't do it. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. Some are beginning to jump ship. They're beginning to leave it. They're selling out this idea that all they need is anything other than a group of people. And yet it says, do not do it. Don't forsake the gathering together of one another. Exhort means to encourage, to build each other up, and so much more. The, or so much more, as you see the day approaching. What day? The closer we get to Jesus coming back, we're to do this more and more and more. If they got together a lot back when Jesus was here, we should be getting together a lot times infinity now. Why? The closer we get to Jesus' return, the more we should be getting together and encouraging each other and lifting each other up and praying for each other. Instead, you can get a room full of people and no one talking. It's incredible, right? It's amazing. We all think, no, that's fine. I got lots of friends. What are they like? I don't know. What makes them laugh? Never actually heard them laugh. You can't hear them laugh on Instagram. You can get ha 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 or LOL, right? But what, what does their laugh sound like? <laughs> That's awesome. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, it says that we're to speak. Speak! Oh my gosh! Not message, not write. Okay, well, they didn't have messaging. They could write, all right? But you're to speak out of your mouth to one another. Speak to one another. How? In psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs. I mean, speak of the Lord. Talk about what he's doing in the Bible and the hope that is in Jesus. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, it's rad. It's amazing. You guys ever been isolated? You ever feel lonely? You ever be in that place? You don't feel like singing nothing. You're like, woe is me. Remember my grandma taught me an old, old little nursery rhyme? 
what is it? Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Go out in the garden and eat worms. Little tiny skinny ones, big fat juicy ones. Oh my, how they squirm. Ah! Right? Never heard of that. Like, and that's exactly how we feel. If we're Eeyore, doesn't matter anyway. Right? I know how that feels. I remember that is a dark place to be, man. I know Eeyore well. We used to hang out, man. I mean, not literally, but you get the picture, I hope. But what happens? You guys ever so excited that you're like literally almost skipping? And I know guys are going to deny it right now. I don't skip. Yeah, you're darn close though, huh? You were darn, you're like, we go like that. We, we gallop, I guess. Why? We're just excited, man. We're excited. You ever hear a little kid tell you an exciting story? They're not like, oh, you know, today, what'd you do? Nothing. No, little kid, when they, something happens, man, you know about it. Oh, oh, and then, and then this, and then this, and, and our middle child, Caleb, he's always, my name is not dad. My name is and dad to him. We've had one solid conversation going for about two years now because every time we talk, he starts off and dad. It's like, and what? We weren't, there was no, just let the and go, dude. I used to tell him there's no and, and he's, sorry, dad. I gave up. It's and dad. We've been talking this one long conversation for well over a year, maybe two. That's awesome. Guys, that's how it should be with God. We should never stop. When we come back, oh, and God, and, and Lord, and this, oh, 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 and, and. But instead, we're so busy. We're not really doing anything. We're not really accomplishing anything. We're busy looking. And so we feel like we're seeing a lot happen and take place. But when's the last time we got real with people? When's the last time we spoke to each other and encouraged each other? When's the last time? Think about it. If I just say, dude, sick shirt, man. Is that a new shirt? You're like, oh, yeah, thanks. Right? Or like, oh, I like your haircut. Is that a new character? Girl's like, oh, yeah, you noticed. Right? And immediately, I mean, so simple. Like, oh, nice hat. You like, yeah, they, they stink, but nice hat. Like, right? As soon as you could compliment someone on something so small, and it immediately, oh, huh, thanks. What if we did this version? Hey, man, I saw you at school. I'm praying for you. I prayed for you today. What? Really? Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I prayed for your family, and I know school's ending, so I prayed for your your, uh, your finals and all that crazy stuff. And I, you know, I know you have Miss What's-Her-Faces. And I definitely prayed for you at third period, man. This is crazy <laughs> stuff. Like, Thank you. Wow. Thanks, man. What if the church began to do that? What if we did that? I guarantee it would begin to turn the world upside down. We're supposed to be social people. We're created in the image of God. We're created for fellowship. We're created to be together. It's absolutely, we're mandated, do not forsake the gathering together of one another. Do it and speak to each other out loud with words. We're supposed to be social, yet the very thing keeping us from being social is called social media. Kind of funny, right? Kind of tragic. Let me ask you a question. I'll put it up on the board. Is social media really social? No. Well, you're quick to say no because I've been talking about it, but really think. Even the definition, is social media really social? Is it? I mean, it can be. If the answer is yes, I'm fine with that. 
don't just tell me what you think I want to hear. Now, how would we find out if social media is really social? Do you guys know what the word social and what the word media mean? You know or you think you know? You think you know. See, there are a lot, a lot of, I'll let you know right now, our generation is becoming famous. I know the answer. You do? Yeah, for sure. 100%, bro. All right. You know it or you think you know it? I think I know it. 100% sure I think I know it. But I'm right either way. All right. Well, let's go find out. The word media, right? The word media means the means of communication. Is Instagram a way of communicating? Yeah, is Facebook? Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, A means of communication as radio and television, newspapers and magazines that reach or influence people widely. We like to think 10 followers is a pretty wide thing, or I got 100 people, ha, 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 like, okay, whatever. But, okay, so it's true. It is a form of media. There's no doubt. You cannot argue it. Instagram, Vine, Facebook, old school, MySpace, whatever. It is a form of media. Is it social? I don't know. What's the definition of social? Pertaining to devoted to or characterized by friendly company and interaction with others. In regards to relationships, it is seeking or enjoying the companionship of others. That's so true. It feels like it though, right? Because we call them friends and they like our stuff and they're following us nowhere. We're not going anywhere and they're certainly not going with us, but they're following me. Where are you going? We're going nowhere. But I have a lot of followers. You have a lot of followers following you nowhere. This is so exciting. Can I come? I want to go nowhere. This is sick. This is so cool. I can't wait to go nowhere with you. This is awesome. And so you have to recreate things because MySpace doesn't say cool enough long enough. So you come up with, with Facebook, and that's not cool enough, so you come up with Instagram, and that's not cool enough, so you have this Vine, and that's not cool enough, and so someone somewhere sitting in a garage creating the next best thing because everyone's going nowhere together. Everyone's watching each other's lives without living their own. It's tragic. What if you woke up one day, let me ask you something. What if you woke up one day to realize that your very best friend, everything that you spent time doing everything you thought about, everywhere you literally went was a phone. That the most attention, who got the most attention? Your phone. I spent more time, my phone got more FaceTime than my family and my friends. My phone, I thought about what to post and who is this, and I checked in with them more often than my brother or my sister. I think we're there. I think today is that day we begin to realize, holy cow, I have a better relationship with an inanimate object than I do with the people under my own roof. When did that happen? When did it happen? I don't know. Isn't Satan tricky? You don't even know when it happened. And yet here we are, holy cow. And some of you guys feel it, you know. I don't have a phone, but my dad sure does. I don't have a Facebook, but my mom, she definitely, trust me, she knows her Facebook well. I understand. 
Because you have a Father in heaven who is holy and perfect and has loved you with an everlasting love. Don't get hooked on. Don't lower yourself to. Don't jump on that train. How do we get so invested into looking at everyone else's lives and no longer live our own? Be careful. Beginning to realize that while social media keeps us in touch right, with all of our online friends and loved ones, it's disconnecting us from the ones that are right next to us. We're super connected with people we'll never know and disconnect from people that are right next to us. It's true. Yeah, you say, wow, how many of you guys are like, oh, I've been in that car, actually. That's, uh-huh. By the way, ladies, for whatever this is worth, you're twice as likely to fall into this trap as guys. Maybe we're just too dumb to get it. I don't know, but I don't know. Whatever that's worth, be doubly careful, ladies. Look, it's not reality. You guys understand Instagram, Facebook, social media, it's not the reality. It is not the reality ever. Almost 70% of teens, check this out, 70% of teens say that they know how to hide what they do online from their parents. Why would 70, yeah, you're, all of you are like, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, apparently 70% of you are thinking that right now. 70%. Why? Because 70% of you aren't telling the truth. What the heck? What's the next one? The next one's uh, 43% said that they would change their online behavior if their parents knew what was on it. Oh, if my parents knew what was on it, <laughs> no way. Why? It's either inappropriate or it's a lie. Possibly both. Guys, what are you getting yourselves into? Is it that important? Oh, I get it. Certain pictures get a lot of likes. That doesn't mean they like you, though. They just like your picture. There's a big difference. We think, they like me. No, they don't. They like your picture. They've never known you. They just know your picture. There's one more that kind of was shocking. Almost 20%, 20%. Yeah, if this is you, you need to go flush your phone down the toilet or something. Almost 20% of kids have created a secondary profile to hide what they do. That means you have two Instagrams, one that your parents know about, and it's just like My Little Pony and Dora the Explorer and Bible verses. But over here is like, all right. Uh-huh. I know. I know. Can I warn you now, God, the only reason you have not been caught because of God's grace and mercy, but your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. Give it up now. Be very careful. But know this. If this is all true, and even if it's not you, but you're on it, everything you're looking at predominantly falls into this category. Most of what you're seeing is being hidden from parents. It is not known and is a lie or a deception or it is inappropriate. And so even like, that guy's so awesome. No, he's not. How do you know? Look at his picture. He's awesome because he a, has a picture? You guys know, I could go online, Google any image I want, Grand Canyon, boom, put it on my Instagram, say, I went to the Grand Canyon today. Is it true? No. I could say that I went uh, and did a backflip on a dirt bike and get a picture of a guy with a helmet on doing a backflip, put it on my Instagram and think, dude, I'm awesome. I went to the Grand Canyon and backflipped it today. Isn't that awesome? You know how many people be like, whoa, no way. 
It's true. I can convince my mom, right? I got an A on my paper. Take a picture of my classmates. Click. Look, Ma. Got an A. Lost my paper. Don't know where I went. Got an A. Oh. What if you didn't know? See, when I was a kid, we didn't get this opportunity. It didn't exist. There were computers, but there was no... By the way, this is not a phone. You know that, right? This is not a phone. This is not a phone. This is a computer that fits in my pocket that makes phone calls. But really, we use it to search the internet. Got a text. <laughs> When's the last time you talked on your phone? Uh, hmm, uh, uh, mm. Even at youth events, right? Guys, like, hey, call your mom. Tell her it's time to get picked up. Do-do-do. Call your mom. Do-do-do. Call her. Do-do-do. Why don't you call your mom, right? I don't call her. I don't talk to her. I just text her. What? What in the world? Oh. So here's the deal. What if you didn't know? When I was a kid, we got busted. Why? Because the report cards came home or the test came home. If you did something dumb, it was visible. It was seen. You, if you wanted to talk to someone on the phone late at night, guess what happened? The other phone, when it got picked up, they could hear everything you were saying. Right? Oh, Derek. I get away with all my stuff. I just sit in my room and la, 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 right? And you sit there and don't actually say anything for like 10 minutes, but like, I'm on the phone with her. It's just, yeah. You still there? Yeah, I'm still there. You still, yeah, okay. Oh, hello? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. I got in trouble when I was a kid because I got caught. I don't get in trouble. What if you didn't know that your trouble was just being stored up for later? That everything you think you're getting away with now, it is being saved and stored up to be poured out into your life all at once years from now. Would you be more careful? Because I promise you sin will find you out. You cannot run from it. It is a weight that no one was ever created to bear. It is what Jesus died on the cross for. But it will find you out. It's all a lie. It's not reality. The Girl Scouts of America, right? They saw a problem. You're like, Girl Scouts? Yeah, Girl Scouts. All their leaders, they got together. They did this big, huge study. And they found out that approximately 74% of their girls who used social networking, to make, they used it to make themselves look cooler with other girls. It was all about status. The study also suggested that girls accomplish this. How do you become cooler uh, in the social media world? How do you get a better representation? How do you get more followers and friends and likes? They accomplished this by downplaying personality traits such as intelligence, kindness, and efforts to be a good influence. In other words, the girls that were studied and uh, surveyed, they thought it was cool to present themselves to be more dumb and less kind than they actually were. Why? Because everyone we look to for acceptance thinks it's cool to be dumb and mean. And so you become whatever mold you're trying to fit into. You ever play with Play-Doh when you were a kid? Right? I still play with Play-Doh. What are you talking about? Right? I still eat it too. It's... 
Right, you get the presses, you're like, I'm going to make a, a weird construction guy or a tree, and you stuff it all in there, and you press it in the mold, and you pull it out, and you're like, look, I made a really ugly tree. Like, this is awesome, but it's a tree. Could you imagine, like, you're pressing this weird tree thing, and you pull it out, and it's like a rainbow? You're like, what in the world? What is that? And yet here we are, I love Jesus, yes I do, I love Jesus, how about you? And I have my Bible, and whoa, church is awesome, I love God, but hold on, I'm going to push myself into this mold of Instagram, and gosh, careful, you'll become whatever they want you to be, it'll happen. Why? Why? Because if you don't, you won't get the friends you want, the followers you think you have, even though you're going nowhere together. It won't happen. Guys, what are you trying to fit into? God says, don't you dare be conformed to the image of this world. Don't do it. Do not be conformed. Do not be pressed into the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that work? Jesus Christ is the mold. We were made in the image of God, not to be reduced to something less, but to draw closer to him that he would be magnified and become something more. 1 Corinthians 10.31, therefore, whether you eat or you drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do your posts and your comments and everything you do. Do the pictures, let's just boil it all the way down. The things you say you like, does that glorify God? Does it glorify God? I like her, I'll bet you do. Does that glorify God? Well, look at him. Click. Right, ladies? Does that glorify God? Do your posts. What kind of attention does Jesus give you when you put your posts? It's all to be done unto the Lord. Even what we like is to be liked as unto the Lord. How many friends do you really have, right? Facebook, we have friends. Instagram, you have followers. Both of them like us. I think it's funny, right? Instagram, you can't even not like someone. You can't even not like them. There's no bad button. It's like them or shut up, right? That's like it. Like, right? Right, you could be like, I unlike this picture, down thumb, right? Or whatever. But Facebook's got it, I think. At least they used to. So how many friends do you have? Like, uh, last time I counted, which was 31 minutes ago. How many people are following you? How many likes can you get on a picture? I saw it last night. It's going to bed. Flip through it, two people, same picture, and they're like, ha, I have more likes than you. I was like, they didn't, it, it's a picture. It's the same picture. It's the identical same picture, right? They can't like one more than the other. They're the same. A couple surveys and doctors sat down. They said, look, it is never healthy, never healthy to compare yourself to someone else. And it is very healthy to step away from the computer and get out into the real world. You guys are familiar with cyberbullying? I thought it was a joke, to be honest. I, I, when I first heard about it, I used to get annoyed. I used to get annoyed. Right? Some of you know what that feels like. I used to get annoyed. I remember hearing people, I'm getting cyberbullied. I'm like, you're a sissy. Let me go somewhere with this. I said used to think. I don't think that way anymore. I didn't understand the weight that our generation puts in people's opinion of us, even though we've never met them. 
And I also didn't understand how cowardly everyone on social media is. I didn't know. It's quite impressive what you do not do for the people who need it the most. It's amazing. You used to think, man, suck it up. It's some words. So they don't like your shirt. They think your teeth are weird or whatever. Like, who cares? And you start reading things. I hate you. You stink. You suck at life. Give up. Oh, those are kind of heavy. Kind of tragic. There's an investigation done on cyberbullying, and its findings were incredibly disheartening, one survey says. It found out that 95% of teen internet users say they have witnessed personally bullying on social media. 55% of them say they witnessed it often, very frequently. Making matters worse, 66% of teens say that they've witnessed others joining in on the bullying, and 21%, that's one out of every five kids in here, admitted to personally jumping in on the bandwagon and adding to the destruction. An alarming number of teens, this is what kills me the most, 90% have witnessed bullying but chosen to ignore it and do nothing. What? You won't stand up for the brokenhearted? You won't stand up for the downtrodden? Why won't you stand up? Why don't you tell the loser he's a loser instead of the loser telling the cool guy or the kid who's hurting or lonely that he's fine? Because it's not cool. Right on. You want to be like the world, you will get what the world gets. Psalms chapter 82, verse 3 and 4, it says that we're to defend the poor and the fatherless. Gentlemen, are you made in the image of God? Well, you better believe it. Some of you guys call calling to stand up and make a difference. But I'll lose friends. They're not your friends. It's a button on a computer. They won't like my stuff. It doesn't matter. That stuff won't exist in five years. It'll be something else anyways. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked. 90% see it and do nothing? What hope do we have? I don't know. I mean, honestly, what hope do we have? You know what's funny too? It takes one. It takes one. It's proven. If one person would say something back, hey, keep your mouth shut. Hey, not cool, man. This guy, I know him. He's fine. Dude, don't worry about it. This guy doesn't know what he's saying. Hit me up if you need anything. You know what's nuts? It takes one to change an entire culture. All, one, it's been proven. If one person would comment positively back or tell the mean guy to be quiet, that three to 10 to 12, and it just continues to grow, would begin to defend the defenseless. But because everyone's quiet, he just continues to peck away until there is no hope. Something else that you're becoming famous for? It's a big word because it's big on the screen. Can you read it for me? Selfish. What's a selfish? Is that fresh water or is that salt water? No. It's us. I'm not, I'm not selfish. Now go to the next slide. Take away the SH, right? It's a selfie. Why? Selfies are selfish. Oh. Oh. If you're unfamiliar with what a selfie is, right? You take your phone, you're like, 
click, or you're like, right, guys are like, you're not that buff. Give me a break in your dreams. Oh, you, you wait. You guys are all familiar, right, Selfie? You know what's crazy? That the more selfies you post, it's been proven the more insecure you actually are. That's not a down on anybody. Like, no, I post stuff on myself all the time and I look great. No. If you knew you looked great, you wouldn't want everyone else to tell you you look great. So because you're unsure, you make yourself look as great as you can, even though it takes hours to do. And you post a picture so that everyone likes it a lot. And then your acceptance comes from their opinion. And guys, we may not be doing our hair and brightening our teeth and whatever, putting on a dress, I hope. But we take the picture of the right batting stance or we take the picture with the cool guy or we take the picture at the right place or at the right time. We do the same thing. We do the same thing. Okay, this is what we're known for. This is nuts. Back in 2006, back in 2006, people who were using these forms of social media, 75% of them were commenting on each other's stuff. You'd go on Facebook to find out about other people's stuff and you'd comment. You'd actually, hey, right on, keep going. Or, oh, I saw that movie too. That was great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, right? Tons of people. They would comment, 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 comment. Six years later, you now, alive now, less than 50%, it's somewhere close to 40% or less, actually go on any form of social media to comment on anybody else's stuff, which means close to 60% or more of people don't care what anyone else is doing. You just care about what other people think, and you want them to care about you, even though you don't care about them. That's how it is. That's where we live. That most and majority of users are no longer going on to see what everyone else is doing. We just want to get as many people to like us, even though we'll never meet them, never come into contact, and never actually socialize in any way at all. And yet we call it social media. Family time, right? These two lovebirds hanging out here, having breakfast. Gosh. The average American, the average American spends 22.4 hours a week on social media. 22, breaks down to just over three hours a day, while they spend barely one hour a day with their family. It's insane. You say, ah, remember the restaurant we talked about? Here's my fear, right? What's his culture going to grow up to be like? I don't think so. Ignored, lost, hopeless. Psychologists say, oh, by the way, family time has dropped more than 30% since the advancement of the internet. More than 30%. If your family used to hang out 10 hours a day, now it's only, or 10 hours a week, now statistically it's only six and a half. If you used to hang out five hours a week, you had all Saturday together, this big chunk, now it's only three and a half. What happens? The increase of the internet, the decrease in the family, and the destruction of everything around us. Psychologists say that there's nothing wrong with the social media and websites, but they were never meant to replace real life. You have to have a balance. 
There's a video we're going to show here in just a second. I just want you to take a look at it. It illustrates a lot of what we've been talking about very well. Okay, Go ahead and play film. I have 422 friends, yet I'm lonely. I speak to all of them every day, yet none of them really know me. The problem I have sits in the spaces between looking into their eyes or at a name on a screen. I took a step back and opened my eyes. I looked around and realised that this media we call social is anything but when we open our computers and it's our doors we shut. All this technology we have, it's just an illusion. Community companionship, a sense of inclusion. Yet when you step away from this device of delusion, you awaken to see a world of confusion, a world of self-interest, self-image, self-promotion, where we all share our best bits but leave out the emotion. We're at our most happy with an experience we share, but is it the same if no one is there? Be there for your friends and they'll be there too, but no one will be if a group message will do. We edit and exaggerate, crave adulation. We pretend not to notice the social isolation. We put our words into order until our lives are glistening. We don't even know if anyone is listening. Being alone isn't a problem. Let me just emphasize, if you read a book, paint a picture, or do some exercise, you're being productive and present, not reserved and recluse. You're being awake and attentive and putting your time to good use. So when you're in public and you start to feel alone, put your hands behind your head, step away from the phone. You don't need to stare at your menu or at your contact list. Just talk to one another, learn to coexist. I can't stand to hear the silence of a busy commuter train where no one wants to talk through the fear of looking insane. We're becoming unsocial. It no longer satisfies to engage with one another and look into someone's eyes. We're surrounded by children who, since they were born, have watched us living like robots and think it's the norm. It's not very likely you'll make world's greatest dad if you can't entertain a child without using an iPad. When I was a child, I'd never be home. Be out with my friends on our bikes, we would roam. I'd wear holes in my trainers and graze up my knees. We'd build our own clubhouse high up in the trees. Now the park's so quiet, it gives me a chill. See no children outside and the swings hanging still. There's no skipping, no hopscotch, no church and no steeple. We're a generation of idiots, smartphones and dumb people. So look up from your phone, shut down the display. Take in your surroundings, make the most of today. Just one real connection is all it can take to show you the difference that being there can make. Be there in the moment that she gives you the look that you remember forever as when love overtook. The time she first holds your hand or first kiss your lips. The time you first disagree but still love her to bits. The time you don't have to tell hundreds of what you've just done because you want to share this moment with just this one. The time you sell your computer so you can buy a ring for the girl of your dreams who is now the real thing. The time you want to start a family and the moment when you first hold your little girl and get to fall in love again. The time she keeps you up at night and all you want is rest and the time you wipe away the tears as your baby flees the nest. The time your baby girl returns for a boy for you to hold and the time he calls you granddad and makes you feel real old. The time you take in all you've made just by giving life attention and how you're glad you didn't waste it by looking down at some invention. The time you hold your wife's hand, sit down beside her bed. You tell her that you love her, lay a kiss upon her head. She then whispers to you quietly as her heart gives a final beat that she's lucky she got stopped by that lost boy in the street.
But none of these times ever happened. You never had any of this. When you're too busy looking down, you don't see the chances you miss. So look up from your phone, shut down those displays. We have a finite existence, a set number of days. Don't waste your life getting caught in the net, as when the end comes, nothing's worse than regret. I'm guilty too of being part of this machine, this digital world we are heard but not seen, where we type as we talk and we read as we chat, where we spend hours together without making eye contact. So don't give in to a life where you follow the hype, give people your love, don't give them your like. Disconnect from the need to be heard and defined, go out into the world, leave distractions behind. Look up from your phone, shut down that display. Stop watching this video, live life the real way. We clap tonight, but I radically question what you will do tomorrow. It's been proven, Harvard did a study uh, not that long ago on why social media was so addicting. What was the pull? What was the draw? And they found out through the study of the brain and different stimulus that social media and the ability to post uh, intimate or personal information gave the same uh, kind of reaction in the mind to any kind of pleasure like food, um, like getting money and getting excited, the intimate embrace of someone that you love. That's the very same thing that as soon as you would share something intimate with somebody or even a perceived somebody, but as long as you thought you had an audience, the brain get crazy. We are addicted to the platform of people's opinions that don't matter. The next 60 years of your lives is not going to be easy to live because there is a lot of stuff that's going to be pulling for your attention. But none, none will love you more than Jesus. Your image is to be that of Christ. We read it in Genesis chapter 1. They were made in the image of God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says, For by him, Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones, their dominions and powers or principalities and powers, all things were created through him and for him. I'll tell you right now, if there's a void and there's a hole and there's a longing and forget if you're alone, but there's that loneliness, it's because we're not close enough to the Lord. You were made for him. So hang out with him and see what he does. Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, it opens up, says, before I formed you in the womb, before your heart took its first beat, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. You are special to me. And you have a very unique calling. Our acceptance is not to be in how many friends or how many people unfriend us, but in Jesus Christ, John chapter 14, verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I know you feel like it sometimes. We feel completely abandoned and rejected. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Deuteronomy 31, chapter six, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them for the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. It means he will not neglect you and he'll never let you go. He's always holding on. He's always in pursuit. There's none like Jesus. But do we know him? Psalm 68 verse five says, a father 
of the fatherless as our God. It's amazing. There's none like Jesus. It was Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. I will never let you go, and I'm a father to the fatherless, says the book of Psalms. We're going to close in worship, but I want to issue guys an opportunity, a challenge to forget who likes you for a moment. Forget who likes you. You can Forget who likes you. Forget how many likes you have. Forget how many friends you have. Who loves you? God tonight would say, I guarantee, forget who likes you, for I have loved you with an everlasting love, Jeremiah 31.3. He says, yes, not no, not maybe, not kind of. Yes, 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 I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. Forget the likes. It is your Father in heaven who loves with an everlasting love.